Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vernomatic Productions. Are you ready? Live from the Metal Mayhem Studios in Rochester, New York. We are gold. We are gold. And heard around the world by metalheads just like you. This is Metal Mayhem ROC. Heavy metal music. Your weekly dose of metal music. Interviews, album reviews, news, and more. Want to be part of the show? Send us a message through our website, MetalMayhemROC.com, or hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Search Metal Mayhem ROC. A proud member of the Pantheon podcast team. It's getting nice and heavy. Now, welcome our hosts, John the Vernomatic Verno, and direct from New Jersey, Metal Walt. Good evening, everybody. Or should I say good afternoon, everybody? It's Friday afternoon, January 19th, and we have a super-duper special bonus episode for you today. We have a cool interview with rock and roll metal comedian Jim Florentine. Jim's in the Rochester, New York market this weekend for three days of comedy shows. So we're doing a little promotion to get people to the show, let people know about Jim and what's going on. And we're also having a special crossover episode with our Pantheon podcast siblings, What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast. We have uh, Elon Fong from What's Hot in the Strip Club, Metal Waltz here, and we have Jim Florentine. So let's get right into this. Jim's on a tour. You know, he comes to Rochester about every 18 months. So in the interview, we talk about the tour, we talk rock and roll, metal, we talk strip clubs, we talk food, and we talk, um, you know, just tons of stuff. So give it a listen if you're in the Rochester area. He's playing tonight, two shows, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock, and two shows Saturday night, 7 o'clock and 9 o'clock. Comedy at Carlson, Humboldt Street, Rochester, New York. Get some tickets, get down there, tell them the Vernomatic and Metal Mayhem ROC sent you. All right, so let's get into this. Jim Florentine with Elon Fong of What's Hot in the Strip Club, my co-host Metal Walt, and myself, The Vernomatic. We are Metal Mayhem ROC. All right, introductions. I'm The Vernomatic. We've met before. I'm up in Rochester, New York. Metal Walt to our left. He's down in East Hanover. And Alon Fong, he's up in Columbus. Alon's our guest today. He's from the uh, What's Hot in the Strip Club podcast. What, what do you talk about strip clubs? Like, what do you? We actually talk music, but I was a strip club DJ for 25 years uh, all over the country. Club DJ? 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Help Start Panda, which is a professional adult nightclub DJ association, over 1,300 strip club DJs around the country. Um, and then we started a music, we started a Panda Top 20 countdown show. Uh, I had the DJ send me charts since we created our own Top 20 countdown. Uh, we have Panda Off the Charts where we interview. Uh, we have Bob Party who did uh, Foundations Forum, the heavy metal uh, back in the 90s. It was a metal convention out in L.A., uh, but he's a promoter and record exec, and he brings us artists. We've had everyone from, you know, uh, Josh Todd to Gavin Rosdale to Major Lazer to, you know, hip-hop country people, Justin Champagne on the show. They'll bring their new single, and we'll talk to them. Uh, and then what else we got? We got remix shows. We have a bunch. So what's up at the strip club is the overall umbrella brand, and then we have like five different shows underneath it. No, so before I did stand-up, I was a strip club DJ, too. Really? Where at? Jersey. Yeah, we're not but a bin, not but a bin. It's not called but a bing, but uh, no, no, it was down. Um, it was Art Stock's playpen, but they would have strippers at night. It was a rock club. Nice. So they, I mean, I'm sorry, they have strippers during the day from like you know uh, noon to like six. Okay. Or no rock club at night, so I did that, and then uh, yeah, so I was a strip club DJ during the day there. It was fucking great. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you know any of the guys from back in the scene, like the Timmy Rowe, the String Fellows, or Scores guys, or any of those DJs, or any of the Jersey guys? No, I didn't know the DJs. Now, I, I never really talked on my getting, you know, I think okay. I girls, but it was more like just a white trash place. Got it. I would just use the girls would give me their music. I'd play it for them. Yeah. You know, you and I met briefly. I was a guest of Guns N' Roses at Rock on the Range backstage. I met you in the scaffolding. We were all watching the band on the side of the stage. I had a bunch of girls with me. <laughs> but you, Eddie, and uh, Don, were, I think we're all there. I think all three of you were there. Yeah. Yeah. So we met and talked for a little bit, but you probably don't remember. That was 2013. You might have wearing a different shirt. <laughs> and I had hair back then. <laughs> well, Jim, we got you on here today because you're uh, coming up to Rochester. You usually make it up here every 18 months. And we wanted to promote the tour, talk metal, talk strip clubs. Walt has uh, Jersey Tales and just, you know, just a general catch up. Uh, what, what's going on with this uh, winter tour? Is it part of this uh, Bite the Bullet, your, your new special Bite the Bullet? Are you promoting it? What's going on? No, it's just a new, you know, I, once you put a comedy special out, then you just move on. You work on, you know, another, you know, special. So, it's, yeah, it's just, I, I call it the nobody gives a shit tour because nobody really cares. <laughs> Comics name their tours. It's like, really? No, you know, I can see a band doing it, but it's like, not a comic. So, I just do it like, yeah, you have nobody, because nobody gives a shit what the tour is called. They either you to go see somebody or you're not. That's about it. So you just new material. So to bite the bullet stuff is I released like a year, year and a half ago. So just, you know, all new material from that. Rochester seems to be a hot spot for you. Every 18 months, you got three shows. No, it's five shows, actually. I'm doing. Damn. Yeah, I'm That's doing it. one Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. It's great. Coming up there. Rochester, Buffalo, upstate New York. Love that area. Big comedy fans, blue collar. They laugh at dick jokes. It's perfect. <laughs> I don't know if you recall about four four years ago we did the interview at the Strath Allen we were in the back room and shit and um, we, we had a good time but we, we enjoy your show I'll be there Friday night so where did you do the interview again you were staying at the Strath Allen it was uh, Saturday afternoon we went into the back banquet room yep so that's what we do up here and that was the beginning of this podcast we really built the brand so we wanted to get you on here my, my partner, Metal Walt, say hello to Jim. You guys are Jersey guys. Jim, what's up, man? I'm up here in Morris County in uh, East Hanover. I, I know I've, you and I have probably stomped around the same stinky grounds of clubs and PNC for 
God knows the last 30 years and, uh, yeah, all walking the same of the same uh, walks of life. But listen, speaking of like nobody gives a shit tour, John has an opinion of the forthcoming Queensrÿche EP and Warning tour coming up. So I don't know, Jim. What do you think about that tour? I think John would lump that into nobody gives a shit tour. I what do you mean by that? Like I don't. I'm not- I, I got I got a problem. Okay, I get the whole bands are turning into brands and there's new singers, this and that. I, I have a, oh, a stick in my ass about this new, I call it fake Reich. I can't get over the fact that Latori, who is a sound alike, comes into the band and granted they're doing material. He still sounds like Jeff Tate. That's his gig. And now they're going out with the warning in the EP to start moving tickets. It's just, what's your take on, uh, you know, bands with other members and riding the whole brand name? It just bugs me a little bit with this fake Reich. Look, I mean, the problem with these guys is they get older. They, they can't get along. It's like marriages. You know, you're with somebody 20 years ago. You don't want to be with them anymore. I get it. Like how many, you know, if someone came, came to you and goes, hey, the girlfriend you were with 20 years ago that you guys fucking hate, you haven't talked to, and still bothers you that you did, she fucked you over, get back with them. So I understand that they can't get along and shit like that. So, but what I, you know, I was a little skeptic when, when Todd joined the band. I'm like, I don't want to see that. It's not Jeff Tate. But I saw it like on the Masa Rock Cruise like four years ago. I was like, holy shit. That guy could fucking nail. And it's like, look, man, Jeff's doing his thing. You go see whatever version you want to go see. It was the same thing when Van Halen broke up. I went and saw Dave. I was more of a Dave guy than Sammy. I went and saw both tours. But, so I figure you got two good bands. Same with Dio and, and Ozzy. You got two good bands. But the new music Queens Reich's doing, honestly, are you a fan of it? Um, I don't. I haven't listened to it because I was never a huge Queens fan. I like the first stuff. I remember getting the EP when it first came out. Yeah. Was, <laughs> okay. Unbelievable. After like um whatever the album was after Operation Mindcrime, I kind of gave up. Empire. Empire. After Empire, the, the, then I was kind of, ah, I'm, I'm done. The 90s but came the, and we all it, checked out a little bit. But yeah, look, at, at some point when you keep coming around as Queensryche with Todd, you know, you got to come up with different, okay, what are we going to do different? As a fan of a band, even though it's not Jeff singing, you know, okay, wow, they're going to do the whole Warning album and the EP, that's cool because they don't do all those deep cuts. If you're a big fan of Warning, like, fuck, that's great. I understand it's not the singer, but, you know, Whatever, everyone's just trying to make a buck out there. I don't, I don't, I, I, I'm like, what? you don't have to go see it. That's the way I look at it. My big issue with older bands is when they cut out, come out with new material, I'm excited for that. But without the labels, because usually they're running their own shit now, they don't have a producer. And so none of the songs or albums sound polished or finished usually. Like they don't, like they have good ideas, but they don't have that digestible polish we're used to hearing it once it's been produced by a major record label or producer. Do you know what I mean? So like Living Color is one of my favorite bands and a lot of their albums, lots of them was actually pretty good, Shade, but the, a lot of their albums in between, I'm like, I like the first half of the song then either just ends or it doesn't go anywhere or whatever. You know what I mean? So stuff like that is what I have an issue with with older bands. No, it's true. I mean, look, there's an older, they run out of ideas too. Yeah. Happen too. You know, you, you know, you write your best stuff when you're young and you're hungry. So that that could easily happen too. Your life changes. You're a different person. Yeah. Or you could be like KK Downing, who decides to fuck his old band by <laughs> scheduling a tour across the same markets <laughs> three weeks before Judas Priest comes around. 
I don't know, Jimmy, if you noticed that, he's playing in Starland, but he planted the show literally around the country, the East Coast, three weeks before oh, Priest. Pre- oh, right, because Priest is coming. Right. Yeah, well, I know he's doing that Monster Rock Cruise, which I'll be on, and I'm excited to see the band. So I can't think why he's here in America, that he'll just do a, a two-week run or a three-week run. But yeah, it is a little, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, yeah, there is some some bad blood there. So uh, yeah, I, I, I think he's probably doing it on purpose. But I'm excited. Yeah, like you said, it's just business. This is all yeah. just business. We're all trying For to get sure. our nut. And I'm going to go see both. I'm going to see KK's Priest at Starland, and I'll go see it. I'll see Priest again. Hey, Jim, question for you. When you do a tour like this, is it just new material? Or is it like a musician where you got to play your greatest hits? Because comedy doesn't work as good, right? When you've already heard the joke, right? No, it's weird. I know. It'd be nice if you could do that. But no, they don't <laughs> hear it. They don't want to hear old stuff. Okay. You can mix in stuff here and there, but no, there's no request for it. Okay. It'd be nice if I could pick out some good bits that worked great. I'm like, oh, good. I could just kind of just coast here. I know I could put these here, and it's going to do, do, go over great. But the comedy doesn't work that way. Yeah. What if you have a new audience like you have been toured in a while, or a younger generation discovers your old stuff and is like, you know, gets into terrorizing telemarketers, et cetera, and then is like comes out to see you? If you see a younger audience, could you pull it off? Maybe just a thought. Because uh, they'll probably know. I, I wouldn't want to do it. I don't know. Okay. You just like once I'm done with it, I'm done with the material. Once in a while, I'll bring back a bit here and there that I still like, but other than that, I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. I, half the time, you know, as a comic, you don't even remember the shit you did four or five. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and you're, you're in a rhythm, too, and you're excited for doing the new stuff. That's yeah, true. I love it, man. It's nothing better, man. It's like a band guy just going out and their new songs going over with the crowd, and like, holy yeah. shit, feels great. Yeah. Hey, Jim, what's just curious, like, when you do, like, a couple shows a day, you do like at eight o'clock and then at 11 o'clock. What's the difference between the audience? You get like a lot of drunk guys at 10 or 11 or they're all liquored up or their ladies are all goofy with them. Like what's a better there are early shows? Definitely the drunks. Uh, it's Friday to Friday, like the late show on a Friday. Com- a lot of comedy clubs only do one on Friday. Some still do two. I know the Rochester clubs do it too, but you know, they've been, they got off work at five, you know, the eight and then already went out, you know, happy hour. And then they come to like a 10 30 show or a 10 o'clock show. They're drunk. They're tired and people are falling asleep. <laughs> drunk, they're yelling stuff. They, they, they have no energy. So that we always dread the Friday late show. <laughs> I wish they would start shows like four and 6 p.m. <laughs> you're, te- you're telling me we had that talk about, you know, we're all. You know, mid fifties, and I'm like, "Fuck! Why can't they? Why can't this show start at seven I'll be home by nine. Well, some bands you see in these small clubs, they go on at like ten o'clock. I go, "Fuck ten yeah. or ten thirty. I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah, yeah. And now you're playing here in Columbus at the Attic Comedy Club, which I didn't even know existed on February 10th. So hopefully, I'll see. You. I'm I plan on going now. But uh, yeah, maybe not Jameson now. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's a little club open like a year ago. I did it once over the That's summer. Right. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited. Me, I had no idea about it. I was looking at your tour dates. I'm like, oh, he's playing Columbus. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. How do you decide this routing? Two weeks on, one week off. By this point of the game, you're just going to the markets that sell well. Wherever works, wherever you get offers, you know, you never know. You know, you just, uh, you know, you got these relationships with clubs. I've been working this club in Rochester probably like 15 years now. You know, so you're just in that rotation. So wherever they pop up, you don't really. I just do, you know, you just go out on weekends. The comic's never out like every night of the week, like a bitch. Four, four weeks straight. They'll come back home. Usually work like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, and then you're back. 
Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house, and my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. Let me ask you, so you come into Rock, what do you do um, after the show? Where have you been? What are you doing this weekend? You just go back to the hotel, chill? I'd maybe go to, you know, visit your local Applebee's. Yeah. A lot of good stuff in Rochester. So I might even hit the Fridays. I don't know. They give you a, a black card for the Applebee's? They, you, you, know, you should be on the commercials. And they, you should just set up a network for comedians where they get a comedy card and you just hit all the Applebee's around the country. I, mean, I got a gift card for Christmas. So I know there you go. <laughs> Well, you need a driver. We'll go somewhere. Bring you somewhere better than Applebee's. And I know you're fucking around, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, up? no. I, I want to go visit the record stores up there. Those two record stores. Oh, nice. Record archive. We'll go to Record Archive and we can go to the House of Guitars. House of Guitars. I love that place. It's just fucking messy and it's dirty and there's fucking dust everywhere. It's you got to dig to find a T-shirt. I love that. You got to check out Magnolia Thunder Pussy. It's a record store up at Ohio State campus. It's about three miles north of where you're playing. So. It's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what, Elon, what's the name of it? <laughs> Magnolia Thunder Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. Oh, and real quick shout out since I'll be promoting this on my socials, uh, Mister Florentine, I almost said Jameson, will be playing at the Winchester Music Tavern in Lakewood, Ohio, which is outside of Cleveland on February 9th. That's a Friday, so make sure you cop those tickets and go see Jim Florentine live. And the night before, John Five's playing there, so I'm coming tonight. Oh before. shit! Yeah. Oh, that'll yeah. be sweet. Yeah. 
What about you, Walt? You ever get to any of these clubs, Florentine play down near you? Yeah, well, you know what? We got a family beach house in Point Pleasant Beach. So uh, I, I don't go there enough, but I know, Jim, you probably play down at Uncle Vinny's. Yeah, I do that. I like again, yeah, right? I'm doing it again in March. I usually do it over the summer. I was just up in like your neck of the woods, uh, Morris Plains at uh, Tiff's Comedy Club. Okay, okay. Well, maybe I'll come down Uncle Vinny's. March, down March there 30th, March. Uncle you Vinny's, know? Point Pleasant, New Jersey. You. You know what, Jimmy? You and I can go to the beach store in the day. We could wear our Speedos and sit out there. It would be like 40 <laughs> no, we'll wear below. wear scarves. What do you think? <laughs> exactly. Over, over our waist. Hey, what about your uh, other two knuckleheads, Eddie and uh, Jameson? How's that rocks doing? Yeah, we did it. We did, we're on a little break right now, you know, in between seasons. You know, it's tough, man, because you get these guys and... You know, you don't know where the audio's coming from. I'm sure you guys deal with it too, do it on Zoom. Oh, the time. From their car, on their phone, you know, and shit like that. And the audio's all fucked up and they don't have the right system. So we just had a staff meeting about that. And <laughs> we're holding these people we do interviews f- with to a higher set of standards. Yeah. You, you know, we, we had Biff Pfeiffer a couple weeks ago. Man, he's in his living room. There's no light. He's on the couch. He's rubbing his nuts. We're, you know, <laughs> you, you can't hear him. You can't see him. So even on your level, you're running into that BS? Yeah, because you never know. You just, you know, look, they're doing you a favor by doing the show. Right. We're not getting so, paid. <laughs> okay, make, make it as convenient as possible. You give me, send them the link for like StreamYard is what we're using. And then you never know what pops up on their end. You know, if they're in a hotel and the internet's not good or something like that. So it's, you know, we got to figure that out. So we'll, we'll, we'll be back at some point, but it got frustrating because half the time, you know, to break it up, we're losing a person and shit like that is like, this is too fucking unprofessional. I heard a guy like Bill Ward doesn't even use social media. So like, if you want to get an interview with Bill Ward, how the hell do you What they usually do, they have an assistant, we'll hook it up for them, you know, on the computer and do like through a stream yard or something like that or a Zoom. But they have no idea what they're doing. You know, we had yeah. we had Paul Rogers on, and it, he was way up in Canada somewhere, and it just the fucking signal was terrible. We couldn't even get him. We saw his face, but he couldn't talk. Or like, holy <laughs> shit, hell. Well, well, that's because he's got a wife who's uh, blonde and hot, and she's a vegan, <laughs> and she's you know thirty years younger than him. That's why he doesn't want to turn on a fucking True. camera. Who's well, up in Saskatchewan. Well, Rockstar doesn't have a younger, hotter wife. <laughs> Well, well, Walt, remember the Graham Bonnet interview? Oh, the Graham Bonnet. He has his uh, Bethany uh, Heavenstone, uh, his wife. You know, he had no idea how to use the laptop. And, and, and John and I were just going on and on with her after our interview. And he, he literally just got up and left. He goes, all right, guys, I'm going to just leave you to go. See you later. He just left the interview. Those first two Alcatraz records, No Parole for Rock and Roll, Disturbing a Peace, phenomenal. Love those. Well, I mean, now there's a now there's another band now Alcatraz, it, you know who's Yui. leading the band? A third third string drummer, Doogie White, and uh, they're going out on tour yeah, with Girls School, New Jersey. It's coming to Pennsylvania. I'm going to go. It's Girls School, uh, Alcatraz, and somebody else. Lillian X. That's right. Yeah, Lillian yeah, yeah. X. Yeah, you guys almost harmonized that. That was impressive. <laughs> Walt and I were in tune. Um, yeah, so th- this year, tons of shows. We don't know where to go. See, um, I'm in a different market up here in Rochester. You know, we get we got Cleveland three and a half hours away. I go down to Jersey and stay with Walt a lot. And, you know, he's going to shows. This motherfucker, this guy gets into shows. Um, 
you know, you could sell ice to an Eskimo and a bag of shells. He'll Jim, wow. this is cool. He'll send me a text. He's like, uh, going to Strasburg to see uh, MSG tonight. I'll send you pictures. Two hours later, there's pictures with him with the band, him and Michael Schenker at his fucking car. And I'm like, what do you, you know, how, how does this happen? It's the, it's the rite of passage. It's 35 years of doing this stuff. It's our, it's the gift yes. that returns. The gift has to come back to you. It's karma coming your way. That's right. For supporting all these artists, but there's, there's will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. How often are you seeing stuff, so, seeing shows that you're not working? Like you mentioned, you're going on the cruise. I want to get to those. Those look wild. But are these all working gigs or a little bit of both? Which which ones? Well, like when you like you you said you're going to what the seventy thousand tons of steel cruise is it? El Monster Rock Cruise. Okay, are you working at comedy and like oh, so you just introduce the bands? We you know you host yeah. them you know. <laughs> To do like two different comedy sets, but you know, every band does two shows in the five days on the ship. So they got to do two different shows. So you get the chance to see the bands, even if you're right. watching one, you know, it, it sort of like noon, go to like one in the morning. So there's shit going on. Wow. all. It's great. I love doing it, you know, and you get to see all these bands. I saw Rose Tattoo two different times mm -hmm. on the cruise, like two last year and two years before. I never saw them. It was one of my favorite bands. I was great. Saxon's always on the ship. Accepts on this year, which is going to be great. So, uh, it's a lot of fun. And that that cruise, if you correct me if I'm wrong, it also draws bands sometimes that don't really do any touring in the states. They're kind of like one off. Yeah, shows. a lot of European bands, a lot of Swedish bands. This band called Heat. Have you heard of them? No. Them yes. and hard, hardcore superstars. Yeah, another one. A lot of these Swedish bands that are pretty big over there will be other, and they'll, you'll get Europeans to come over and go on the cruise just because they're fans of those bands. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, John, our buddy's wigwam from Norway. Yeah. That's the way things are going with these residencies. It used to be bands would go to six different venues in a state. Now they just make you come see them. That's smart. Well, the touring much with the, with the fuel and everything yeah. else, you know, the economy and all that stuff, you know, the hotels, all that shit is just too much for these bands to do it. They don't make any money. Then yep. you got bigger venues taking a cut of your merchandise, which is <laughs> never understood yeah. that. You got that shit going on too. I yep. love it. So many smaller bands are just going, hey, meet us out by our bus out back and we'll sell merchandise there. Good. Fuck yep. these clubs. Yeah, fuck yeah. these clubs. We, we we talk to the same people. We talk to a lot of these artists and it's, it's just really sad. And so we always tell our listeners, fuck that. Just go straight to the website. Go straight to the band. You're going to yeah. probably pay less. So... Yeah, the thing though, but when you're at a live show, you know you want to get the show. Yeah. So the website, you want to get the set. You know, there's not one comedy club in the country that make, that takes a cut of your merchandise. So I sell merchandise. Yeah. If you see, or they try to do it, I'll lie. I go, okay, they'll go. We need to count it in, and then I'll go, okay, we got ten here, we got ten of this, ten of that, and then I have a bag under the table. I, as people are buying shit, I just take right from the bag. Again, I only sold three things. Sorry, fuck you. Yeah, I was telling. Uh Walt, before you got on that, uh, the Spotify numbers, you know, Spotify million streams equals $3,000. So like artists can't make shit. How many people even get 1 million streams on a song? So if you want to support your artists and want to see them keep making music and keep touring, you got to buy their merch, you got to buy tickets, you got to support them because uh, streaming across all art 
has made it almost impossible to make money as an artist. You have to be branded, sponsored, partnered, and that's where you make your money now. Unless the fans are going to buy the music, you know, either from the website, download, buy a CD, buy merch. So, you know, if you want to do that, man, help your artists out. I always buy it just, you know, like I don't, I don't buy CDs anymore, any physical products. I got Apple Music, but I'll always buy the album when it comes out just to support the band. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll download it. Yeah. I'll buy it online, you know, stream it. So yeah. like Saxon's got a new record coming out this week and the Rods have a new record. So I'm going to buy it on Friday just to support them. Sure. You know, I can listen to it for free. Cost me 10 bucks. It's worth it. Yeah. Well, the problem with that, I do the same thing, but like, you know, I'll go to the record archive. Um, but then, you know, you buy it. I do a radio show, an internet radio show on Monday night. So I'll rip it in to my computer because we use uh, MP3s. And then the hard copy sits on the desk. You know, it sits in my collection. I still like the hard copy. Uh, yeah, me too. I do too. I don't even have a C. I have like a 2018, I think, or 19 Honda Accord, and it doesn't have a CD player in it. You yeah, me that. too. I would love it. If I had a CD player, I'd still buy CDs, but I don't even have one. I have one in my house, but I rarely listen to music in the house. I'm I the same a- way. I only listen on longer drives, and I like I have a 19 Accord. Same thing with my first Accord that didn't have a record player or CD player in it, so I want to like almost- You couldn't them. squeeze one in here with all the other fucking stupid- Right? Fuck okay, yeah. Well, I do have a disc player. I'm ripping around in a really nice 2009 Trailblazer. <laughs> so this is my flow. I'll go to the archive. I'll buy the new metal church. I'll rip it open. I'll sit in the car. I'll read it, do the first two or three songs, drive around. And then I go home, put it in my computer, and it goes on the uh, counter with the rest of the disc. Speed music always sounds better loud in your car when you drive it. Yeah, I agree. I always want when I got a CD at a store and I always go, cool, I'm going to listen to this on the way home, look forward to it. And I'm like, damn, you know, it's just that sound. I don't know why. It's Dude, we different. grew up in that era, man. You remember going to the, the excitement? I think Fridays were new release day at one point. So you'd go and you'd grab whatever record. I remember when Eden Smile came out. I was so ecstatic. And I'm like, that album cover, you know, with him with the tribal paint. Yep. I'm like, what is this? Went home, ran home, put the vinyl on, cranked it up. That was vinyl. But then later with CDs, it was go right to the car and go drive around and listen to the album, man. Yeah, man, it was great. Hey, Jim, let me uh, get your opinion. This whole Kiss Avatar fiasco. Not that anyone cares, but what, what is this? You're in New I York. What was... I don't know what an Avatar is. I'm retarded. What is <laughs> the Blue Alien? It's uh, James Cameron, right? I don't doing know. doing a Kiss movie in the Avatar world? Co- What's going on? I, I don't, I, I'm with Jim. I don't even know. What, well, I think it's just a digital, digital version of these guys. And they could make them look like superheroes. And it's just like watching a, sure. a, a, a movie, like a kid's movie. Go to the movie and you watch an animated version of Kiss. Play a no show. one's going to care about that. I want to go care. see Bruce Kulik's band doing the cool Kiss that he was involved in. Yes, that's my favorite year of Kiss. Is this will be doing shows, my prediction, within a year and a half to two years. But by two years, they'll be doing more shows, of course. If they're still alive. Makeup, costumes, because I... Th- like a month before the end of that last show, Gene just casually slid that in. These are the end of the costume and full sure. production. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Believe me, they love money. They're not going to sit home. There's <laughs> no. all this money's passing them by and like, fuck, we need to get back out there. So they'll give, give it rest for two years and they'll, they'll do Vegas. They'll start there. Oh, we're doing one off show. We're going to do the forum. We're going to do the garden, something like that. They're not done. Speaking about money, uh, what are you still doing? Uh, is it still called Metal Midgets on Sirius? Or did uh, th- I was listening the other day, and I have to sort of disagree with you on Flick of the Switch. 
Fucking love the album. Love the rawness. Keep trying. It's the production on it. I don't know. It's just weird. It went from, you know, uh, Mutt Lang to them producing it themselves. Yeah, yeah I know. And um, it's just, I don't, to me, it's just, I believe me, I, can, I go back every few years. With fresh ears, I still can't. How do you do that show? You do it from the road. Uh, you're just calling it in. You're just calling in your uh, mic breaks. What do you do? Yeah, I could, I, it, I could be in the studio. I'll be serious. If I'm in New York, I'll do it there. You know, or I just, I could do, yeah, I could do it right from my house and just send in the breaks and come up with the set list and all that stuff. Speaking of ACDC, Jim, what's your, what's your prediction for this year? Are we going to get some stadium shows in the States? Now it's like 15 shows in the States, stadiums, 10 to 15. And then it got some stuff over in Europe, but nothing's been announced yet, which is weird. You ACDC's another band that loves money too. Yeah. So, um, Look, I would see that show. I saw the footage from Power Trip. I would definitely go see it. They weren't a hundred percent, but they were like you know running at like eighty five percent, eighty five ninety. I'll take that with ACDC. Yeah. Oh, I'll take that set list they did. Jesus, open up with "If You Want Blood, You Got It." Twenty seven <laughs> songs. What was it? Twenty six, twenty seven, and that 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 was excellent. I um we we interviewed a guy that went to that. A good friend of ours. Big ACDC fan, and he gave us a uh, blow-by-blow rundown of the entire weekend and shit. He even went to that ACDC bar and missed Angus by like five minutes. But yeah, oh, damn. Well, yeah. we're going to... Jim's on this tour, Rochester. You guys have any other parting shots before we let him get going? Yeah, actually, I uh, we started a strip club music hall of fame. That's right. That's <laughs> we're, having, right. we're having the debate about the rock and roll music. You know, everyone gets bent out of shape because hip-hop and R&B people are getting in, right? We're the Music Hall of Fame. So we just started in 23. So the, the inaugural class was Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Prince, Def Leppard, and Nine Inch Nails. Now we are down to our final round of voting. So if anybody wants to go vote, go to www.stripclubhof.com. We got about 40, 25 maybe artists that made the cut based on previous rounds of voting. So you can go vote and it's all genres of music. Uh, who would be your Strip Club Music Hall of Fame members? Five, pick five. Which were the five that you picked? You uh, we had, so real quick, the qualifications are they must have released their first single or album 20 years or or, or later. So 2003 or before. Uh, so Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Prince, Def Leppard, and Nine Inch Nails. Hmm. I'd throw Marilyn Manson in there. Okay. I remember girls always, yeah. I always liked the stripper that came in that wanted to listen to, that wanted to dance to Manson. I'm like, He's on the nice. list this year on the, the ballot. Uh, to think who else yeah uh rad rat okay rad yeah maybe rad rad already had those sleazy sexy strip club type songs man i just remember being down there in sea caucus at those go-go bars <laughs> and rat was always on in the early yeah. two, er, the early 90s yeah what was that strip club there? in sea caucus like a doll called i used oh, to go there oh. too What's the real name of the Butter Bing? That's the real D's. name of the Butter Bing. I can't remember. Uh, oh, that's no. uh, Shakers? Satin Dolls. No, Satin Dolls. Satin um, Dolls. Satin Dolls. AJ. AJ's. AJ's. That's it. AJ's, AJ's, yeah. AJ's. Well, speaking about the rock clubs, I'm thinking of Double D's. Double D's. Up, remember Double D's, Jim? Where you had half strip club, that's awesome. half rock club. So Stephen Piercy, and then you can go and put a couple of dollars <laughs> in the girls. They slide down a fire pole, saw a riot there. A lot of little bands. There. You know, um, another 
strip club song was White Snake. Here I go again. Yeah. But they didn't play other White Snake stuff. Yeah, slide it in. And you know, look, Buck Cherry with Crazy Bitch. Yep, that was a big one. Even Sorry. Yeah. Sometimes they put I hear. Oh, uh, lit up. We played lit up a lot. Uh, absolutely lit up. Yeah. Did you say um, Warren? Warren? Uh, Jim, here's another one. Bourbon Street. Remember Bourbon, Bourbon Street? Still old. Bourbon Street in Old Bridge. Listen, you go, you, that was the routine. You went down, down the turnpike, you hit Bourbon Street for all the Birchill shows. Then you, you got, you just got trash and you hit the Peter Pan uh, Diner or White Castle on the return. It's called the Peter Skank Diner. Nice work. ATDC Van Halen, by the way, Phil. I used to DJ at the Birch Hill back in the day, too, the heavy metal DJ. Nice. That's awesome. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Well, so yeah. if you're ever looking for a strip club DJ fill-in, uh, Jim might be available. So all the strip clubs out there, make sure to reach out to Mr. Jim Florentine, James Florentine, and maybe he can fill in for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, when I was DJing, though, I got like $75 for the shift or maybe 100 and the, the, the dancers barely tipped you. Like, yeah, all, this, you know, all of a sudden, all this... 10 years later, all these DJs are making so much money. I'm like, fuck, I was before my time. It's going back to the old way, though, because of all the civil uh, class action lawsuits from the strippers about independent contractor stuff. Right. So it's almost flipped the opposite. A lot of clubs, you can't make them tip you anymore. It's illegal that the Supreme Court ruled. <laughs> yeah. So I would never, you know, once in a while, I hook up with one. So that was my pay. So that was yeah. worth No, I get it. <laughs> Well, didn't the strip bars have like killer food, like uh, awesome, like bacon cheeseburgers or something? Gentlemen's clubs have a lot of high-end food. I know one of the clubs I worked at in Vegas had a flambe chef. It was like all high-end food. And like, uh, I know that my club, my old club here in Columbus Cahoots, before it was put down, uh, we had really, our, our day shift was great because our food was actually good. People like, yeah, we go for the girls, but the food's actually good. <laughs> yeah, with the strip club food, at least you know the flies aren't going to be on the food. Right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude we, we don't have dead girls this isn't you know we're not into the old necrophilia thing yeah man Come oh on. but sometimes you know <laughs> get a little get a when does that rocks come back i don't know probably like march somewhere around there we're not sure yet still doing that other podcast on barstool what what was that not everybody is awful everybody's awful it's not on barstool anymore i just do it on my own so yeah i do a podcast everybody's awful comes out every monday and then they're showing Ozzy's Boneyard every Thursday, 5 p.m. Repeats cool. a few times during a weekend and stuff. So, Guys, any last party shots for our boy? Yeah, I'll be in the Rochester Comedy at the Carlson this Thursday, January 18th through the Saturday the 20th. And it'll be at uh, the Lakeland something or other up in Cleveland on February 9th, also on the 8th yeah. for John 5. It'll be in Columbus at the Attic uh, Comedy Club, which I'll go see you on the 10th. So I look forward to seeing you there. And uh, go check out What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on the Pantheon Podcast Network. We're on every major streaming platform. Jim, I'll just, I'll see you at one of these gigs. There's always a million of them. We're always going to the same uh, places. I'll find you and we'll say, I will have a beer here. You're going to see KK's Priest at Starland? I'll be there. I'll probably do to try to check out Mr. Big, maybe even the Extreme Show next week. So, Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, KK's Priest for sure. All right. All right. Well, we'll find each other. We'll have a beer, man. Absolutely. All right, Jim. Thanks. I'll see you Friday night. All right. Thanks, man. Thank you, guys. No problem, man. All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim. 
Metal for Life. Thank you for listening to Metal Mayhem ROC. Check out our website at MetalMayhemROC.com for information on podcasts, archives, links to all our live radio shows, and all sorts of info. Please like, follow, and share with everyone, even your non-metal friends. And always remember to keep it heavy. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.